You're listening to The Full Broadside. to another edition of the full broadside i didn't look and find out what uh what episode this is but it doesn't matter i'm here and the entire gang is here kj mando sock and welcome back nimitz how are you guys doing how are you doing great doing okay glad to be back it was uh it was a long two and a half weeks i actually missed you guys for sure trying to look back through the um, footage archives figure out what episode we're on this is 14 you sure i thought it was 15 14 oh maybe i never moved 14 into the you might be right oh whatever yeah it doesn't matter it's gonna be the best episode ever that's all that matters <laughs> first, <laughs> first episode in what three weeks four weeks that we've had all five of us uh yeah it's been a it's while bad. since we had them all yeah my whale senses are tingling and it's telling me it's episode 15 <laughs> if this is episode 15 then what the heck did i do with the footage for episode 14 <laughs> i don't know oh whatever oh those of you who who are wondering what we're talking about cyber does all the recording and he does all the uploading but i also record it and record a backup in case for whatever reason it doesn't work right and we, we haven't needed it but we've we've come close once or twice uh i was having some uh broadband issues there for a little while and that was uh we almost almost did that but hopefully it doesn't come to that but if it does we have a backup episode 14 is hiding underneath all of mando's cash that's where it's at <laughs> and, and, and all my cash is hiding in a chest in socks whale lair <laughs> oh yeah and my whale my my unemployed whale ass is getting pretty skinny these days oh yeah i've been there but anyway a lot of a lot of stuff on the on the docket today uh we wanted to you know i'll give a quick rundown we want to cover uh italian bbs are coming to the game uh there's going to be a new uh battle style gameplay in uh halloween event and it looks to be a little bit different than the others uh there's been some ranked battle changes and then we were going to talk on our weekly grind about european dds so stick around for all that and uh let's see guys where should we start how about italian bbs uh that's a new line that uh looks to be approximately what 9 10 before it comes out and uh looking pretty interesting some of the information that i've i've received on it thus far uh what do you guys think about these uh these new big bruisers i'm liking them preliminary stats i was watching a good uh video on flamu today he's posting the stats up um really kind of gimmicky but they have a very interesting play style and i'm looking forward to them getting implemented in the game um for those of you who don't know think a battleship with a rolling smoke screen so like 
I know Cyber loves the the Russian BBs because you get just lit up by HE spam all the way out. Well, this is a battleship that you'll be able to smoke screen to get in and get close because you're going to need it. Because my, my curiosity with that, my curiosity with that though is how ruthless is the smoke firing penalty going to be? That's yeah. It's of course everything is a work in progress, but that's going to be interesting because um, you're going to need that to get close. My understanding is that the accuracy to compensate for you know some of the gimmickiness of the the battleships, the accuracy is going to be um, on the level of about atrocious. So you're going to need to get close. Yeah, looking into the actual uh, detailed characteristics, if you go all the way down to the Columbo, which is the tier ten, its maximum dispersion is 251 meters, and that is uh, right on with par sigma with the Kerfers. 1.6. Yeah, that's really rough. Well, and I don't like the firing range on them. Only eighteen point nine. I guess they do give you a spotter plane, but uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of launching my shells up over the moon first. But I don't know. I, I think they're going to have to get in, and, and I mean, they don't have secondary range. Uh, those are only five k at ten, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the SAP looks good. The the big thing that I notice on all of these, the amount of guns these things have. Um, you get to the tier 10, they're showing, I bet tier 9 is similar, but I can't really see the back guns from the picture that's there in, in the dev blog, but... It was it, four quads, wasn't it? I believe yeah. so. I mean, they so were only 381s. Yeah. So I, I've been away for like, you know, two and a half, three weeks, whatever, um, and I haven't done my research on this yet, but there's a gentleman in our clan, uh, Walrus, and he put stats on that out today, and I was looking at those. And he said it's a four by four, 381 millimeter with a 38 second reload, 18.9 range, 1.6 Sigma fuel smoke, 55 millimeter deck, full icebreaker, underwater citadel with a turtle back and a 12.7 uh, kilometer concealed fully spec. That to me sounds like it's almost, if there was such a thing in World of Warships, almost indestructible. Well, I guess we'll have to see. I'm looking at the the hit points on the tier 10. I mean, this is really just tier 10, just under 90,000. But its plating is stated at 32 millimeters. So I don't know what it's going to have all the way around. If it's going to have, you know, I, I would assume it uh, on its side, you know, whether it's uh, Citadel or whatnot is, is going to be much, much thicker. But it's not going to have the secondary. So, I mean, it's not going to be a curve first rolling up. It may be very tough to Citadel, but I I got a feeling it's got to have a weakness, and and maybe fire is is its weakness. I think the weakness on it was the hit point pool, like you were just pointing out. It, um, from again, from what he said, and again, this is all hearsay. I don't, I can't verify the source, but I, I'm he's he's usually pretty thorough, so I kind of believe it. I wouldn't have any reason to doubt him. Eighty nine point nine k health, but. Uh, he uses the term, it's got a Luigi heel. So the heel on it is supposed to be pretty pretty awesome. And the uh, sap shells have a 14K alpha. And if you translate that over the course of 16 barrels, it's about 4.6K per pin. Um, I don't know, man. It sounds pretty nasty. It sounds like it's going to be really OP to me. But we'll see. And uh, what do you guys think? 
Well, it's, it's got some balances built into it. Um, I'm looking at the SAP. The the SAP rounds, of course, with an alpha of 14,000, which is higher than the armor piercing, which is only 12,000. Interesting thing to note about the SAP piercing is that it, it's got a 96 millimeter penetration, which means if you're in a cruiser and your Citadel line is above water, you're going to be penning cruiser Citadels. Um, with those sap rounds, but to compensate for it, I mean, 38 second reload time, man, that's a long time in between, um, you know, salvos and your deck plating is 32 millimeters. So you're going to be susceptible to all that HE fire once you come rolling in. And uh, the the secondary is really short range. I mean, like five kilometers. And my understanding is the AA is going to be, you know, so, so. Uh, therefore, I mean, it's going to be easily countered. If those guys that are your CV drivers, man, Rictofens, this is going to be a prime target for you to be rolling in and rolling these things up. But that's just my initial take on it. The picture I saw, the picture I saw of it, it looked big too, like Montana big. He did say that it, um, in his notes anyway, he said that it's got a 55 millimeter deck. I'm just saying that. That makes it sound like it's going to be pretty damn tough, especially with the underwater citadel and the turtle back. I don't know if that fifty-five millimeter deck is for real. Um, it's going to be a hard step, a hardship to stop. Well, we will definitely see. Uh, the one that I'm really liking is is a lot of people have been wanting this ship for a long time, and it comes in at tier six, the Andrea Doria. A um, lot of fans of the Andrea Doria and a lot of people for a long time were whining about that one needs to be in the game. And, and here it finally is amongst uh, another handful. It looks like they're starting uh, this tree at tier four uh, and running all the way to 10. So, I mean, it looks like a really interesting uh, concept, but I don't know. They're going to be slow. They ain't going to move very fast. Uh, long reload time. SAP, I mean, you know, I do well in the Venenzia with SAP, but you got to keep moving and, and stay at range. And these guys don't have uh, an amazing range uh, that uh, they can really uh, work with. So I don't know. It, it's it's something to try. It's something I'm going to definitely get into. I like the uh, Italian cruisers. I enjoyed the heck out of those. And uh, I'm looking forward to it anyway. You know, I, I would imagine if they, you know, they're all in testing anyway. They'll probably be nerfed five or six times before they hit the water anyway. You know, I was looking I'm at this. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, kid. Um, this is going to be the first line now that uh, Cybert mentioned. It's going to be the first line that I am actually more interested in the tier six Andrew Doria than I am with the tier 10, simply because I, I have from a long time ago, I have the Julius Caesar. And this is basically an up-tier Julius Caesar with with the smoke generator. Um, it's got the 30-second reload. It's very maneuverable, 27 knots, rudder shift of 13 seconds, but its turning circle radius is only 640 meters. So it's going to be quick and nimble. It, I, I'm looking – It's this is going to be a really good go-to ship for those of you down in the lower tiers. Uh, it's the, the initial specs are looking really good. So if you don't have the Julius Caesar, this looks like it's you'll, you'll be able to have, like, basically a non-premium version of it with the smoke generator. So this is what I'm actually looking – more looking forward to the Tier 6 than I am to the Tier 10. Uh, the other thing I was going to say or point out was um, – so, you know, battleships are – constantly shooting at dds and uh 
well, when you have a good team, that is, they're, they're constantly shooting DDs, and uh, they they can hit them if, 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 they're, if they're a good player, uh, but they don't necessarily do a ton of damage. But with this SAP, uh, battleships with SAP shooting at DDs, I think DD players are going to go through some hard times because when these ships come out, it's, it's going to definitely uh, put a hurting on them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to compensate for the fact that the ship was designed to get in and up and close. But unlike the Russian battleships, these with with the, the rolling smokescreen at full speed, mind you, um, these ships have the capability of getting up close. But you, you got to balance it with something. So um, I, I don't know. I don't think that the SAP because you're you're looking at a thirty second reload, so that's plenty of time for a DD to fire, go dark, and scoot away. You know to. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, me and KJR, we're always like trying to defend the DD, but um, no, I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see um, what these BBs can do and how they're going to change the play style in the game. And I and I do think they're going to make DDs change their play style. Doesn't mean DDs are going to be irrelevant or anything like that, but. I think it's going to force DDs to change their play style for sure. Well, okay. So my counter argument to that is, and you brought up, I mean, some great points. My counter argument is the beauty about playing a destroyer is that they're so flexible. It shouldn't be a problem to, to switch up. I mean, me personally, I switch up all the time. If I'm running, you know, torpedo boat, whatever, I'm going to have to peel off and head somewhere else to, you know, I, I think DDs are versatile enough, and especially with the new spotting distance changes coming up, it's going to give them a better advantage. I, I think the DD guys will be all right. I think they'll be all right too, but um, and you know, no one's ever going to stop playing DDs because if you're a true DD player like myself, um, whether I'm good or not, doesn't matter. Um, you're going to play DDs. You're going to do it no matter what. That's that's what makes the game fun for me. That's my favorite class of ship. Um, and you know, we'll adjust, we'll adapt, we'll overcome, and we'll do our thing. But it's definitely going to make me play different. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely going to be something to look forward to. Um, yeah, I, I don't know SAP on a on a battleship. My only worry, like like Sock mentioned, was the uh, you know what the penalty for shooting in smoke is, and it, I, I'm assuming it's going to be very similar to the Venanzia and the, the Italian cruiser line smoke in that it it's out long enough to come out uh, uh, when you when you launch it, and it keeps you in for a very short amount of time and then it uh you know by the time you're out of there it's over and gone it's not something that you can sit in for long maybe it's one of those that you you pop when okay i'm in a little too deep i gotta turn and get out and it'll allow you to maybe turn around and and give up a broadside but do it in smoke so you're not spotted i don't know it's it's gonna be one of those try and see type of things i think I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now. So the tier 10, the, the penalty, smoke firing pen, penalty is like still 15 kilometers or the tier nine or the, the I'm, I'm sorry, 13 kilometers. So you're looking at like 12, 13 kilometers across the board. So the smoke is not meant to sit in and camp like a, like a Kutuzov and, and fire. The smoke is meant to conceal you while you made your approach to get in close into your main gun's range. So, the, I mean, the smoke, if you fire in smoke, you're going to make yourself vulnerable. And I, I like the way that War Games did this um, to kind of counter 
to keep you from, you know, from sitting back and sniping. It's it's counterproductive for you to fire in the smoke on these ones. Well, we talked, uh, we talked once before about rolling smoke, and uh, I think even Cyber said, you know, hey, if you're a halfway decent character, you just watch where, you know, the smoke's expanding. You fire at the front of it, and boom, you're toast. Uh, not going to be as easy with a battleship, of course, but um, do you really think the, the rolling smoke's, you know, that effective for a battleship? Are they really going to be able to get that close? Because... You know, like I just said, if you if you're watching the rolling smoke and you see it expand and you can kind of fire towards the front third or middle, you're probably going to hit your target. Well, yeah. So that's that's the gimmick. The trick is to not fire while you're in smoke. You, you use it as a closing tool to get in, you know, more closer to your objective. Because you got to remember again what the Italian lines what they're showing is that the um, the accuracies. Is, is going to be really wonky and out there. It's not going to be accurate, uh, and you're going to need to get in closer anyway. So, again, for you as an Italian battleship driver, the way they have it set up, to fire in your smoke would be completely counterproductive to the whole point of using the smoke to cover the approach. In, in other words, you'll, be, you'll know that they're coming at you. You'll see the smoke screen rolling up at you at full speed. You just won't be able to target them until the smoke runs out and they pop out or start shooting at you. But by then, they're going to be close enough that the guns are going to be effective. That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, if like if you're you know an experienced player and you see rolling smoke, um, you can blind fire and hit your target like a lot, like often. Um, Cyber taught me that trick. I mean, like um, I, I I just don't know if the rolling smoke is going to be that effective, and especially if you're in a battleship in rolling smoke. I mean, you're going to be that much easier to hit. I mean, I can hit a Zara in rolling smoke that hasn't fired, you know, he's not detected. He's in rolling smoke. I can hit him, I don't know, 60, 65% of the time, I'm guessing. Well, we got Gentleman Walrus has uh, popped in on the chat. I don't know if anybody wanna read his comment. Yeah, go ahead. So Gentleman Walrus listened to us live and thanks Walrus for popping in on the studio. Uh, Walrus is saying another point that the battleship sap strength against uh, Russian ships may disrupt the competitive meta as far as the use of Stalingrad, Petro, Kremlin, etc. It could force some changes as far as the cruiser picks go. And I completely agree with that because sap or the SAP rounds is a game changer um, regardless of smoke or DDs, especially you know with, with the 92 millimeter pen on that thing. Um, it's, it's going to disrupt ye old meta when it comes to hmm, which you know which trollmobile am i gonna am i gonna roll up in on my tier 10 game so yeah good point walrus and i'm in agreement with you hey um i explain that to me a little bit more because i noticed you put the stalingrad petro and kremlin all in one class the kremlin's a battleship so what am i missing i'm sorry so from what i understand and what i'm getting from walrus is that those are bow tanking Bow, bow tank troll mobiles is what I call them. So with the SAP round, you, you're going to be able to basically bypass the bow tank because you, you got to figure it's it's basically a, an HE round. So it, it's it's an HE round without the fire. And um, so that's what I think that Walrus is getting at is you're, you're going to have to, you're not just going to be able to, to park up and, you know, sit there and bow tank these rounds coming in. Um, you can bypass the you can bypass a Kremlin too, though. Well, yeah, with the, because you're using 
the SAP. So SAP, it's not going to penetrate like your normal AP rounds. It's it's going to hit like an HE round. You see what I'm saying? It's it's going to switch up the, the bow tanking. I think that's what Walrus is, is getting at. Let's see what he's got. I know he's typing right now. Uh, in the meantime, I, I will say I, I'm excited about the, the Italian battleships. I'd I didn't like the Italian cruisers until I started playing them, and I'm 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 excited about the battleship. So I want to see how this goes and uh, have a great time with it. So yeah, so Walrus answered the question. It's what I was trying to explain. He he is um, explained a little better than I could. And basically, so you got to remember the Kremlin is pretty much immune to most of your HE cruiser spam, and Kremlin has a sixty millimeter deck. And the SAP is going to pen 96 millimeters. So the SAP will be able to, to pen right through the Kremlin armor, um, which would normally be immune to HE fire. And so that's that's what he's talking about That's in, that I agree with, that the meta is going to change because you're not going to be able to sit there and turtle up and, and take, you know, bow tank over and over and over and over again. It's it's You're going to have to change your, either change your ship lineup or change your play style a little bit it's basically a counter to the Kremlin and the Stalingrad, which I like. I like the variety in game. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, let's thank uh, Gentleman Walrus for his input for the show, because you just talked. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, something to think about. I mean, you are at, uh, you know, 17 to 18K distance away with these things. In a lot of these Italian cruisers, their muzzle velocity is... 900,000 somewhere in there. These look to be in the 800s. So their shells are going to come up and down in. They're going to loft a little bit more and that's going to be a benefit to them to penetrate those decks. But since we're wrapping up with that, let's go to uh, Key Battle. Um, it's a new, new mode that they're talking about. Uh, it looks to be let me see if I can pull it up on the dev blog. It's going to be a new Halloween event, and it, it looks like it's going to be quite different from the uh, the last couple where it was always, oh, the, uh, what the heck was his name, Rasputin, and you had to deal with all those. They've got uh, this one here. It's called Key Battle, and it's going to have 16 players let loose on the map. I'm, I'm guessing eight versus eight. And they can, just like any others, they can... They can, they can choose to attack each other or they can work together taking out sea monsters and AI. Uh, interesting concept. Uh, some of the pictures they've got of sea monsters and whatnot. But the neat thing a lot of people are going to like is they've got a couple of different uh, ship schemes here. Um, camouflages uh, that, that change them, give them that really weird looking look to them. You know, one is a green... Oh, kind of a neon, really interesting looks to these ships. So, I don't know. It's it's something different. Uh, you guys all, like, I, I've never been a big fan of the Halloween events, but this might be something I'll give a try to. Uh, something to look at anyway. What do you guys? Uh, you guys like that stuff? I, I like, love I the like the one that they did last year with the um, the whole water world. You know, post apocalyptic. That was pretty cool. Cool theme and. I know they want to change the theme up. Again, it's off to the art department. It's a very gothic-looking permanent camo schemes. And it's a different battle mode. I mean, you know, try it out and like it. Um, I'm always willing to try something new. I love last year's um, with the, the the ships that just could 
fly and just launch torpedoes all day long. And um, it was crazy fun. It was <laughs> super fun. I mean, like, you know, you play a you know, a clan battle or a random battle or, or whatever, and you do that over and over and over, I still have fun doing it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. But to get something like that that was just like wacky, weird, and so fast, I mean, like the movement and the speed of the guns and the torpedoes and everything in that, it was almost overwhelming, but it was overwhelming to like a good point. Like I, I was always like tense when I was playing. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But I had so much fun doing it. And, um, yeah, I mean, if they can if they can top that, I'm I'm in. I'm looking at one of the pictures. So you're going to be fighting sea monsters. Like either you can fight each other or or team up to fight the sea monsters. And knowing my luck, I will get every single potato in the game that just wants to blow each other up and not go for the objective. But <laughs> I digress on that one. I'm looking at this picture of this gigantic leviathan-looking sea monster, and I'm seeing. A gamer tag over the top, and it says Mr. Sock, and he's hauling a treasure cache full of coins <laughs> down to his behemoth leviathan layer way deep down in the ocean. So that's what I'm seeing in the pictures. I could have sworn he had a sign above his head. He said, I'm waiting for you and your potatoes. I'm just saying. I thought all your potatoes are belonging to me. But it, so my understanding is that the game mode is going to be, it's like, a game within a game because you're you're gonna battle each other and to or battle team up to get this behemoth it to it, it's gonna be sixteen players and then the survivors it looks like as part of this map will go on to another or the, the ones that don't survive basically you're gonna battle a, a, a sea monster that's got a key and then you can collect the key and then and then pour it out and then that's when you'll get more points and those that don't get the keys and are able to make it to the portal the portal out they will be transported to an octagon and then it's gonna be like an all-out um, you know drag out fight for the you know like a, a hunger games to, to get the rest of the points which I think is very interesting because it's kind of like a game with a follow-up game um, fun game mode too because they're gonna put everybody in the center and then the format is going to be um, like the shrinking map. So it's going to force everybody to eventually, you know, you, you won't be able to hide out in a corner somewhere. Well, that's what I liked about uh, last year, how they had the um, circle that would close in and and force you all together. So, I mean, you couldn't run and hide. Um, and, and sometimes you could be winning but your ships were in a bad place when that circle closed in and you just ended up uh, getting smoked. And it was cool. You could be like a four to one odds. And if your ships were in a bad place, you were getting smoked. So maybe they took a little bit of that last year and they're going to put it into this year and make it even better. And I am ready for it. Well, it's certainly interesting anyway that they're uh, changing it up. Uh, we're not out collecting sludge or whatever it was uh, last year where you collect a bunch and it depends on how much you had. You could buy, you know, different camels and stuff for existing ships. And it's uh, interesting. And we're going to collect keys so we can get out. And uh, it seems like one key per guy or one, one key per ship. So 
for those in a div, I would imagine you could all work together and take out a, a, a three sea monsters and each of you get a key so you can all get out. So I would imagine that would be a thing. But it, it's interesting anyway. It's, it's, it's nice that it's not the same stuff every Halloween. It's a mix. So nice to see. Yeah, we, I mean, we uh, we can all complain about, you know, warships from time to time about this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I actually do think they care about what the player wants and they try to offer new content as much as possible. And I, I give them a heads up. Good deal. All right, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll uh, we'll get right back at it. All right, we're back, and we uh, we put a put a cap on that uh, Halloween stuff. Uh, one last thing, gentlemen, Walrus mentioned in the uh, chat room that uh, the Halloween game will start as a free for all, and you're able to join and leave divisions at will once you're in a game. So, uh, a little diplomacy probably will work to your benefit, and uh, so that yeah, so that's that. So. Moving on, though, uh, I wanted to talk. Uh, those are both uh, changes that they're talking about for 9.10. However, we've got one that's listed for 9.11, and I've heard a lot of talk about this, uh, the major changes coming to ranked battles. What have you guys heard, if anything, on these? Absolutely nothing. I can always <laughs> count on you, Nimitz. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I'm definitely going to have an opinion, though, so watch out. All right. Well, I will go down the list here on it since I've got it open. And it says the main features of the new system, and it's going to be tested. Uh, it's going to be basically they're overhauling rank battles. Uh, what they claim to be trying is rank seasons will succeed each other almost immediately. So there ain't going to be a long pause in between them. Very short breaks to separate them, it says. Each season will be split into sprints, each one to three weeks long. In one sprint, you can progress through one of three leagues, and upon reaching rank one and passing qualifications, you advance to the next league. So this is going to be very similar to clan battles. As you start up working through Squall and Gale and Storm, you keep moving up. Uh, rewards will be given for a certain number of victories in the league uh, for reaching the first rank and passing qualification. To ensure quality matchmaking, rank battles are not available during periods of low activity. So that's interesting. As long as the player base keeps uh, playing, we should be okay. Uh, the ranks of or the mechanics of ranks and stars remained unchanged. Each season has three leagues: bronze, silver, gold. Each league will start at your initial rank, for example, tenth, and then you have to fight to each rank uh, one for each league. Uh, you can communicate. Uh, communicate. Yeah, I'm already screwing it up. <laughs> you can complete the league in one sprint, uh, one part of the season lasting one to three weeks. Uh, there are all, there are always no fewer sprints than leagues. Um, upon reaching first rank, qualification begins to move to the next league. You'll need a certain number of stars. During qualification, you cannot drop previous ranks so basically it's a lot like clan battles you get up you you rank up to the number one spot then you've got you know a series three three uh, you know what is it clan battles three out of five wins and then you're able to advance to the next one so you don't actually drop during that time it's kind of a qualification to get you into the next league so interesting uh, uh concept but yeah during a season you cannot drop to the previous league so once you move up you're in that that new league and then you get rewards based on number of victories in each league uh, 
for reaching first rank and for passing qualifications. There's all kinds of different stuff here uh, that they've added too, but they've changed the uh, the little achievement medals uh, that you that you get during the game. Uh, yeah, it looks like camouflages. Uh, for ships and stuff, silver, bronze, gold, all kinds of different stuff. So really interesting. I think, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of ranked uh, before just because I would always look at the the awards or, or the rewards for doing it, and it just didn't interest me a whole heck of a lot. So it was one of those things that, you know what, I'll go to rank 10 because they're giving away a flag or they've got 2,500 coal or something like that. But after that, eh, I don't have any interest. You know, here, maybe it's going to be different. Maybe it'll have uh, have some rewards I actually care about. So uh, something to look forward to anyway on 9.11. Any uh, thoughts on that, guys? This is the um, ranked holy grail that I've been looking for for me. I, It's going to separate the potatoes from, from the average Joe players. <laughs> And hopefully the potatoes will eventually um, filter out so that they stay in the lower leagues. And then this, you know, the higher skill progression, you'll be able to progress up to the higher leagues. I, I, I think it's a much needed change to, to filter out these, you know, players. And God bless them for going out and buying money and good on you for supporting the game. And you buy a tier 10 and now you're able to get into some of these games and you got a hundred games under your belt. And then you just take off and, you know, potato soup up the middle and, ruin your team's chance of a victory um you know god bless you for for, for supporting the game but my goodness you know it, this is i think going to finally separate out like i said and filter out um because you'll be able to jump up into the different leagues with the, with the different skill levels another thing i like about it um you you were kind of relating it to clan battles and i think that's really important um our, our our clan from this past season, uh, what we get to Gale? We were just shy of Gale. Is that right? No, no, I, we made it into Gale. We were just shy of the Storm League. We almost made oh. it to the. We I think we made it into the qualification yeah, to get yeah, into Storm, but we fell short a little bit there. Yeah, thirteen we years ago. Um, but I mean, we shouldn't have. As our first season, we shouldn't have been able to do that, and we pulled together and we worked as a team, and and we got there. And part of the drive in me at at that point was to get to that next tier. So, with the normal clan battles the way they've been doing them, I'm like, okay, lose, 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 lose. Okay, I get a win, I get a win. Oh, I got a rank, I got a rank, I got a rank. But it was just like always the next rank, but. I don't know the way they do the clan battles. It's like, especially with that little tier in between where you got to win like three more battles to advance to the next league. It kind of gives you a goal like all the time, and I'm I, I dig that. I'm like, and don't get me wrong, what uh, Mando was saying, you're you're gonna separate the men from the boys for sure. Um, but just uh, that little extra motivation to get to the next tier i think that's pretty cool yeah i mean you're the, the way they have it where it reads is that you actually will have to qualify 
um, for the next league. And so it'll be, and then it, like, if, cause we all have bad games and even an average Joe like me makes a tactical mistake and you pay for it. Um, so you're not going to get penalized for that. You're just going to have to be able to accumulate, I guess, a certain number of stars, but I'm really excited about the qualification because it's, it's, you're going to have to qualify. And I don't know what the criteria is going to be. If it's going to be a, you know, win percent, if it's going to be damage, if it's going to be, you know, whatever, but it's, you're going to have to actually qualify for it to bump up to the next league. And so that's what I'm excited about is it's, it's going to start bracketing players into the specific, you know, the skill levels, you know, at the league. And it's going to be, to me, it makes it more enjoyable. I'm Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it too. Like I said, that little extra push, that little extra motivation to get you to the next year, because, you know, it, it's supposed to make it harder, but the way they present it in at least in clan battles, that was my like that was my like okay let's get this button you know what i mean i'm like okay now we're this close let's do this and i you know i'm excited for it too i think it'd be good well and i almost wonder if uh if there was a, a lack of interest in the clan battles uh maybe there was you know they do a lot of tracking uh, on this stuff so they can kind of keep an eye on what's going on around in, in in the game and it's it's quite possible that rank battles weren't as popular and in in lieu of throwing a bunch of better rewards or different rewards out there Maybe they decided, you know what, there's such a huge push for clan battles. Everybody seems to like doing them. People are jumping in clans just to do it. I mean, they're talking about this mercenary stuff to allow other people to get in and do clan stuff as well. You know, maybe this is something that, you know what, everybody likes clan battles, so we're doing this. Why don't we alter ranked a little bit to play a little bit more like that, and maybe we'll get more interest. Makes total sense to me. I mean, even even in our clan, I mean, we got some we got some great clan members. Um, we had much more success than I could have actually possibly ever hoped for. But even at the end, there, I mean, people were kind of like, uh, "Okay, I'm over clan battles." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah. There was a few nights know, it was hard to get people together to do it. If, if they can develop more interest and uh you know promote the game and get more player interaction then i'm all in i'm I'm in for it well and i think clan battles starting and stopping you know doing doing the however long it goes it's only a couple of weeks it gets enough people together to get in and, and get out and then it's then it goes dark for a while you don't see it again and i think it's about right i mean if they were ongoing all the time i don't think we'd have such uh, interest and it's it's nice that it it you can wet the whistle a little bit, start to get tired of it after the the final week, and by the end of it, you're like, oh yeah, it's over. I can take a break and do other things now for a little while. Uh, it does generate a lot of income, and you know what? In some nights, we were able to field two teams, almost enough to field three one night. Um, yeah, right. But and, and I wanted to say, you know, once again, congratulations to to the clan for putting together a number of wins. I mean, we didn't have a dedicated team that we were trying to progress all the way up to the top tier. We were just, anybody who showed up, we got in, we started playing, we were working together, we were teaching, we were learning, and we all had a good time, and we still managed to move almost into Storm. And uh, I think that was a major achievement by the clan, and uh, pretty proud of everybody for uh, for doing what they did. And, and we all had a good time, so that's really what it means to me anyway. Yeah, I was glad yeah. to be 
I was glad to be a part of it. Um, the, told you guys when I joined, I mean, we had three people in our clan previously. And I was like, hey, I want to join, maybe get the opportunity to do clan battles, whatever. And like you said before, I, I didn't expect us to go that far. And once we did, yeah, that was a sense of achievement. I was I was proud of myself. I was proud of our team. And um, God, it was good. It was good fun. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, and you know, even if we, uh, I'd like to see some of the honored guests jump in and, and join the clan. I mean, there's a couple of um, that are kicking around the idea that have not joined yet, but we've got roster space, and it'd, uh, it'd definitely be nice. And, and I know some of them were, were waiting this, this season just to see how things played out and see if they missed it. And hopefully they'll be interested in joining clan, even if it's not ours, you know, come and div and hang out and have some fun. But uh yeah, I mean, so so anyway, a lot of rank changes uh, coming in 9.11, and uh, we've got a ways to go before that happens, but uh, it should be interesting. So what you're saying, yeah. Cyber, is is that we're we're on, on the brink of a of a branch off of Wolfpack Alpha, right? Like, no, do we no. see a Wolfpack beta in the future? <laughs> no, I don't think there'll be a beta. It might be a Wolfpack okay. Alpha two or something like that, but. <laughs> Rumors, rumors, rumors. Yeah, we don't need rumors. But cyber, just for public that? record, we're we're not at that phase yet. I'm I'm just giving Cyber a hard time. I was gonna say, Cyber, did you see that little note at the very end of that blog that that blog post that said all potatoes will be in Mando's match no matter what rank he's at? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what? Potato, you get an asterisk after your name, and you automatically get division with me. I, I will be the I will be King Potato leading everybody. I'll be in front of the charge. I did see an article on the internet that talked about Mando's potato coup. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> don't believe everything you see on the news. <laughs> I'm sure there's a meme, a potato meme out there. I haven't I haven't seen you guys posting yet. So recently, so I'm kind of disappointed, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll we'll dig some more out for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to the. the uh, yeah, yeah. Potato memes can go in the Discord, but let's move on to the <laughs> weekly grind segment here. And this week, we decided we want to talk about the European Destroyer line. I know you guys have played it. Some of you guys love it. Uh, what do you guys got to th got to think about this stuff? Got to say about it? And what tips can you give listeners out there that have interest in in trying this stuff and maybe are in it already and are struggling a little bit? I'm gonna hold off because I'm gonna talk a lot. So whoever wants to go, go first. So I I've been up through the line up to tier ten to Helen. Um, I actually have the tier eight premium, the Orkin, which is an excellent uh euro dd and i know we talked about in the past and i've mentioned it a few times in the past on, the, on different episodes um i love the line so much that i roll with my aa on and say come at me bro oh you're a cv come at me just come at me i dare you uh, i love it to me it's it's yeah you don't have any smoke but it, it's well compensated for um you know my tips to new players out there the old you know average joe duck you know, was it dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge and dip? <laughs> you gotta right. stop moving. Don't stop moving and stay away from the SAP, and you'll do just fine. Who's next? Who's next? 
Oh, I can't speak a whole lot. I've only made it up to the Scone so far, so. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think mean, we, we did talk it's, about these at least one time because I remember the pronunciation we had to play on one of the shows. I had to go find it. Right. It's it's Scana, in case you guys have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, she said Scana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said it kind of sexy-like, so. Um, so... By Let's far. not forget, in the line is Cyber's favorite destroyer, the Friesland. Oh no, it's 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 a terrible ship, worst ever. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Cyber definitely loves the Friesland. I know that for a fact. But uh, mm -hmm. so I played this line from tier one all the way to tier ten. I didn't skip any lines. I didn't skip any experience. Um, I did. The whole thing and uh one through four was kind of blah and i was like yeah i don't know what everybody's so excited about on this line but once i got to the visby and it could be still one of my favorite out of the tier uh or out of the class of ships um i was like oh my god this thing is awesome so the downside to the european dds is their torpedoes do not hit so hard um, you can make up for that by doing reload speed, um, which still you're going to get the same amount of damage, but overall in the long run, you're going to get more damage um, because you're firing faster. But I don't really think you need to because the, from what I've learned about the European DDs, it's kind of a hybrid ship. They've got okay torpedoes with great velocity um, and they've got pretty good guns. Um, it's the first time I've gone out in a DD where I'm not afraid of another destroyer. I don't give a damn, pardon language, um, Kitakaze, whatever. If you want to come at me with guns, I'm going to come right back at you with guns, and I'm not scared of you. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose, whatever. But uh, this is the most well-balanced class of DDs. Um, that I've ever played. It, I think, in my mind, my opinion, by far the best line of DDs. Um, I will go to the tier nine Oyster Golan, uh, probably my favorite out of the entire line. I do have the Halan, uh, but I feel much about the Halan that I, that like Gearing and Fletcher captains feel like the the tier nine was better. It's faster it's more maneuverable um the Juan's a great ship it really is the guns are good torpedoes are good the speed's good all that but that oyster just has a little bit more maneuverability um and yeah dude it's my favorite line i'm in i'm not selling it i'm playing it all day long it's interesting to note that, that now I'm, I'm full torpedo spec with my captains on the Halan. And so you're looking at 15 kilometer torpedoes with a, only a 76 second reload time. So that's a minute, 10 seconds. And um, you're slinging these things out. And the, the, the speed on these things is just insane. So for lack of damage, it's well compensated just because you're just slinging these things out. I mean, you, you know, if you alternate your firing, you're you're you know sending out a torpedo bank once every 30 seconds um the aa is great yeah it's a little less maneuverable 
Um, guns, I'm a little bit different on you, um, at Nimitz, from the guns. I mean, I've, I've gone up against some Kitakazes and some real gunboats, and, and I think that that the European destroyer gun line is a little anemic when you're going up against a pure gunboat. But what you do have working for you is you do have that heel. So even if you do run into, you know, a Kitakaze or something at close range, uh, and you manage to you back out of that fight, is you can back out and, you know, with, with the superintendent, you've got the three, you can heal a good chunk of your health back. So it is a very forgiving destroyer line. And I know we've talked about that before um, with the Russian destroyers as well, but this is a very forgiving destroyer line. So if you do make a tactical mistake, uh, you do have those heals um, that, that can, you know, it's get you back up to speed. Um, the line to me really didn't start opening up until the tier eight, tier nine, tier nine is where you're really going to feel it. And then of course the tier 10 on top, the nice thing about, of course, the Friesland, we all love the Friesland. Um, it's, it's one of the, you know, fire spammers, but, but less mention is the Orkin. And you're talking to Orkin is, is a tier eight with radar. Uh, not a lot of destroyers with radar in the game, let alone at tier eight. So, um, solid line. I'm with Nimitz on it. It's, it's my favorite DD line. It's the one, my go to. Um, in fact, to the point for talking about research bureau, I've reset reset this once already and gone back up and just enjoyed playing through it um i'm gonna add to that um so what you were saying about the 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 halan with the um oh, oh my god i just lost my train of thought i'm so sorry i'm gonna switch targets and then I'll hopefully i'll come back to it but uh the other one is the bliskowitza because it's now in that category um <laughs> It is garbage. It is so outdated. It used to be one of the best ships out there back in the day when it first came out. It's garbage now. Don't waste your time on it. Uh, the Friesland and the Smallin both. Um, I don't have them, but from what I've seen, they're pretty amazing. And I know, I know Cyber loves the Friesland, so... Um, if you if you get an opportunity to get it, go get it, and then make sure you say hello to Cyber. <laughs> That's fake news, by the way. I hate the Friesland. Keep them away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. My new tips for players, if you're going up the line, it's really going to teach you... Um, I actually abandoned the French DD line. I hated that line and over to the European line when it came out, but it will definitely teach you without that smoke that you're going to have to learn how to really work your map awareness and work your map positioning. Uh, always have an escape route. Um, and that goes with both, you know, all of your DDs, but always have an escape route. If you get into something, know which way you're going to go. If you get hit with radar or if you're going to get hit with aircraft and get spotted, always have an escape route. Uh, use your fast reloading torps to your advantage. I personally would recommend concentrating more on being a torp line versus a gunboat line. And that's my tip for new players. I did uh, remember what I was going to say. So with the Halan, we were talking about... Um, Oh my God! I did it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God! This is terrible. Um, no, we were talking about. Okay, we're going to edit this part of the show, right? No way! We're going to leave this in. <laughs> oh my God! 
People have been starved for Nimitz for the last few weeks, and now you having a Braden fart on the air is awesome. No, it's terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> no, Mando, you were you were talking about like the 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 fire rate. Say it again. Do you remember? I talk about a lot of stuff. We- <laughs> yeah, a lot of potatoes too. I'm, I'm our resident motor mouth. What you got to be a little bit more specific. So, oh, I know what it was. So, with the guns, you were talking about the fire rate of the guns and the and the and the power of the guns, and you said they're a little anemic. Um, I think the, the fire team. rate. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was saying that they're a little anemic when you're going up against a true gunboat, like say a Kitakaze or another Friesland. You, your your rate of fire is good, but you you've only got two turrets with four barrels going out. You know, so you're going to get out damaged pretty quick. That so because the uh, in, in my opinion, this DD line, especially from the Oland on down, is a true hybrid. Um, DD, you can you can kind of tailor it to where you want it to be. You can kind of tailor it to be a gumbo. You can kind of tailor it to be um, a torque boat, but it's not going to be the best torque boat or the best gumbo in you know the 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 whole sphere of things. Um, but it's it's really solid. And like I said, like if I go up against a Kitakazi. I'm not really expecting to win that fight, but I know I can. It's it's the first time that I can be like, I can go into this fight and I can win it. You know, I mean, you do that with a Shimakaze and you're like, you're toast every time. Um, the the European DDs give you enough diversity to decide how you want to play your boat, and I, I think they're wonderful. Oh, definitely not arguing with you on that one. They're they're very diverse. My suggestion for the newer players is to spec a torpedo spec. Don't even worry about getting into the gunfights. Use your strengths to your advantage, which is going to be those long-range torpedoes, really quick reload. I mean, like the, the Olin Ostergotland, it's, it's, I mean, you can get down to like a 60-second reload. Um, and especially then, it, like if you got Jersey Swerzy, the, the captain on it, you're even going to reduce your reload even quicker. Use that to your advantage. Uh, I, I personally I stay out of gunfights with them unless I know I can win. I see a Kitakaze, uh, they can outgun me, but that's just my opinion. Um, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying this is the first time you're going to get into a destroyer and go up against a Kitakaze where the Kitakaze is like, hey, I might not win this fight. You know what I mean? I'm just, that's a little bit of comfort to me. That sounds like a challenge. What we need to do is you and I need to get into a training room and you can get your Kitakaze or I'll get a Kitakaze. You can get your your um, your Howlin and, and we'll go toe to toe and see who lasts in an all out gunfight. No, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. A Kitakaze is normally going to win that fight, but he's not going to walk away unscathed. And and half the time, that's the, half the time. That's the reason a player will turn away or pop smoke and run. He's like, I don't need this damage right now. I got to go, you know? I mean, and that's kind of cool. And that's what's so for, what's so great about the line is that it's very forgiving. You you can, if you manage to get away, you can, um, you know, duck out and uh, dip 
duck, dodge, and dive, and duck out, and uh, get your your heel on, and, and then recover some of that damage back. That's what makes the line so good. So we're gonna agree tonight, though, that this is the best destroyer line in the game. Am I correct? Uh, in my opinion, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. God, love Mando. <laughs> I don't know that I will 100% agree with you guys, but I haven't played them all to uh, make a decision either. So KJ is probably a good good one to answer that question. Yeah, what do you think, I mean, KJ? You get the DDE player. I mean, I mean, it's a good line. I, it's it's just the the play is just different than what you know because I went up the Japanese line. So of course that you know, especially the traditional line going all the way down to the, the Shimakaze. Um, the the play style is just different. It's more the gunboat line that I struggled with early on with like the American lines. So I'm getting better at it. Um, I do enjoy them. Um, I've just got to play more with them. It's just a lot of times I just don't reach for them when I'm going to go play a destroyer. It's usually I wind up going back over to what I'm comfortable with, and that's again being on the Japanese line. <laughs> But it's, I mean, I, I enjoy them. I, like I said, it's, it's, it's a good line. It's a good solid line. I mean, they, you know, usually if I come across or come up um, uh, the European line, especially if I'm in a Japanese destroyer, I immediately was like, all right, how do I get out of here and get away from them? Because, you know, as you know, the Japanese line just doesn't have the guns to go toe to toe with them. Um, unless, of course, you go with, you know, the Kitakaze side. Um, so, yeah, usually if I come across a, a European ship, you know, European destroyer, I'm trying to bug out of there as quickly as possible. That's what I was saying. But uh, I will point out one fault on this line um, it, for the for the newer players that have never played it before. Um, the torpedoes hit soft. I mean, you can get um, 10 torpedoes yeah. out there. You can hit a battleship with eight and you're probably not going to sink it. Just throwing that out there keep that in mind uh it's still a great line it's my favorite line i think it's the best line yeah that's that's definitely a big shock especially coming like i said coming from primarily doing the japanese line you launch and you go all right i'm gonna hit that thing with six of my torps that ship battleship is gone and you barely flake their armor off the paint yeah you off. hit you hit a battleship with three shots from a from a uh, shimikaze and it's probably toast right all right. Well, let, let's let's cap that off, and then let's move to uh, the, the a couple of quick things that Sock wanted to talk about. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to him for a few minutes. Uh, he's been uncharacteristically quiet tonight, so uh, take what? it away, Sock, yeah. with with your uh, your burnout and your thunder you wanted to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about burnout. I know it's something we all experience. I know it's something I've experienced quite a bit in the last little bit of just not really having much interest in the game uh, what do you guys think about that is that something you all experience what's what have you been ex what have been your experiences with it in the past and now for that matter oh oh uh it, for me uh, yeah I, I totally go with that burnout i mean after going through clan battles and going as hard as we were and trying to make sure that i was on as much as i could because i know that you know, my work schedule's kind of weird. And having guys that were wanting to get going in, in clan battles and rushing home to make sure, and then some nights being the only one able to start the clan battles because, you know, a lot of other people weren't on and we had other people on that couldn't. 
<laughs> after doing that, you know, doing that for four hours straight, multiple times, it kind of got to be a drag. It's not that I, I hated it. It was just, oh, clan battles again tonight. All right, let's go and get mentally ready to go do it. And I enjoyed it and it was great and it was fun. Um, but after clan battles were over, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm just kind of spent. I, you know, I'll get on and play when I can. I'm not making the drive home as quickly as I can to get on to go play, even though I enjoy hanging out and playing with you guys. Um, it's the drive isn't there right now. I mean, with my work schedule and as many hours I've been working, I get home. Uh, you know, as I said, when they were giving away the crates, I'd log in long enough to get my daily crate, my free one, and then I would log off just because I just didn't have the drive to get on there. Or if I got on, I'd play a, you know, a, a low mid tier game and our team would get rolled. And I'm like, no, I'm, I, I, I don't have, I don't have the mental fortitude for that tonight. I want to blow something up. I don't want to be getting ticked off the entire game because, you know, the potatoes can't find Mando tonight, so they're hanging out with me. <laughs> you know, it's just that that kind of thing. It's just like you know, I want to, you know, I come here, I play, I want to blow something up. This is where I go to, you know, blow off steam. So if I can't do that and I can't enjoy it, I, I get a few game, couple games in. If it's if it's not working, it's like it's just not, me. It's not worth getting upset. And I'll shut it back down and I'll go play something else that's just kind of mindless, whatever it might be. Um, you know, lately, right now, it's been like PC Simulator, which I know is kind of a boring game. But hey, for me, I enjoy P building PCs and stuff like that as well. So hey, it's kind of fun to me. But it's just kind of mindless and boring. It doesn't... I just point click. I was scared, KJ. I thought you were going to say space gerbils or kerbals or burble, whatever, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'll go back and play World of War Warcraft or Star Wars, The Old Republic or, you know, whatever. I'll just fly, find something else that I can kind of point click, destroy something, get my frustrations out, and then I crawl off to bed. Or some nights I'll play, you know, Star Citizen for a little while and go and then, you know, whatever, and then I'll crawl off to bed. But, you know, it's just usually, like I said, I, I get that burnout just like everybody else does. It's It's not that I don't want to play the game. I just don't have the mental fortitude to play it at that particular time because of everything else going on in my day. Yeah, the, the burnout is real. I don't know. I find alternative stuff to do. Uh, uh, right now, my, my shtick, of course, has always been my go-to game has been, you know, another um, tank armored warfare. But um, the point being is I find other alternative stuff. And sometimes you just, you just got to unplug guys, you know, spend time with the family. Um, I have a, you know, I've got two boys, one's out of the house and one's at home. And my, the joke around the house is, Hey, I found this really cool game. Um, it's called outside. And I mean, the graphics are, <laughs> the plot sucks. Okay, it's the, everything the in plot HD. You know, the plot is not good, but the graphics are phenomenal. So we're going to try this new game. Yeah, you just got to unplug, man. Take it's, take a day off. It's VR. Unplug. Real VR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think we all have, uh, have a, have a could, bump uh, with it. You could call it VR without the V. Right. It's just right. R. Right. Yeah, we, um, we all have some burnout from time to time. I mean, there was there was a time when, when I first started playing that I'd play really religiously for I don't know quite a few weeks and then I would just be yeah I'm not going to get on tonight and next thing you know it's a month later and I haven't got on and I've forgotten about it and then I fire back up but the clan and and the uh, the honored guests and all the people in the discord is what keeps me coming back um 
I did take a chance. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've used it before, so it's it's nothing a, a big surprise to anybody. Uh, but I have uh, branched out. You know, Sock and Mando both play Armored Warfare, uh, which we all feel is a better uh, a better tank game than World of Tanks. And uh, we've we've built <laughs> we've we've started a, a Wolfpack Alpha Clan. There is only three of us in there, but it's it's. Uh, very similar to this, you know, grind up the tiers and, and go shoot stuff and blow stuff up. And it's something to, you know, kind of, uh, kind of something to get your, get your, uh, you know, get out of the water a little bit and, and try something different just to, just to chill a little bit and, and get away from the, from the waves. But, uh, yeah, so it is what it is. Everybody has it. A little bit different take on it. Um, I played, uh, EQ, and uh, World of Warcraft since inception um, until just actually, oh God, I don't know, EverQuest? Yeah. I oh, think EverQuest. Man. You're dating yourself. I, think, man. I know, dude. I think EverQuest, I don't give, I was about to say a really bad word. I don't give a daggum what anyone says. That was probably the best role-playing fantasy game of all time. EverQuest was the stuff. Um, but anyway, um, I even got burnout on those. But what surprised me about this is we were talking the other night about um, the beta testing and all that. I didn't even think I was involved in the beta testing, but I went back and I was looking through my flags. I have a beta tester flag, so apparently I was in it. Um, <laughs> and I'm still playing it. Um, I went through multiple phases in this game where it was just me. I went through multiple phases where it was me and like eight other guys, and then it dwindled down to three, and I got tired. They they disappeared, and I got tired of playing by myself, and that's how I found this clan, and I'm still playing it. Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think this game's a little bit different. I haven't got burnt out on it yet, and I've been playing it since beta, so... Um, probably what Cyber said. It's more about the people that you're around, the people that you play with, and I'm uh, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful for where I'm at, and uh, I'm still enjoying the game, and I can't wait to do more. Well, that was Sock's question. I was waiting for him to hit on the thunder. <laughs> everybody's everybody's done talking now. Yep, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> No, just sometimes somebody interjects with something later on. But the the Thunderer seems to be a bit of a um a bit of a hot topic lately. People have been saying it's gonna be removed from the store and, and that it's super, super broken. And I just wanted to get some of your guys' opinions on it, because I know most of us have it. Or at least some of us have it. So what do you guys I think? Don't, I don't have it yet. You know me, when I first got it. I was the one griping the most. I was like, this ship is garbage, blah, 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 blah. But you and Cyber got with me, and you got me that extended range. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's cake to put up 70K easy. I mean, any fight, you go in, you can put up 70K easy. Um, do I think it's broke? No, because... If it gets shot, if you get in range and you get shot, 
Um, and if you're giving them any little bit of broadside, you're probably going to get a really big hit and you're probably going to be dead soon after that. So no, I don't, I don't think it's broke. Is it a really good ship? Is it fun to play? Can you do a lot of damage and put people on fire? Absolutely. Is it broke? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I wouldn't call it a broke ship, but I've I've been saying it for quite a, a while now. Um, my prediction is that it is definitely going to be going the the way of the Musashi, the yeah. Crunch, the John Bart, and the Dodo Bird. It's they're, they're going to pull it out of the game. It's just I think it'll be the next one. I, regardless of I don't know when that's going to be, but I think it'll be the next one to go. It's been around for a while at this point, and you do see a lot of them. Yeah, it, it's not uncommon these days to log into a match with your Thunder and notice you've got two more on your team and there's three opposing on the other side. So, I will say if you have two, three, or more on your team, you usually end up losing. I will say that. Because you're hanging out there being a sniper, there's no one defending the caps really. Um, I, I don't like it. If I log in and mine and there's two more on my team i'm like oh my god we're losing this battle it's over well take a look at where they are if if you've got nobody spotting you guys are all at range at that point you take the bull by the horns you switch to ap and you start charging in you start leveling anything that gets anywhere near you with the ap and hopefully the guys that are that are in the uh the sister ships with you take look at that and, and take heed and uh, follow the lead a little bit and, and go in and, and change the match around. Yeah. The, the key to that is, is that if you're in a thunder, don't be afraid. Um, if you're, you know, out, you know, uh, slinging HE and you see the battles going a different way, load up. It's got great AP Load it up and start charging in, man. It's what your, your gameplay up, help your team out. Don't just sit out in the backfield the whole time. Don't be, don't be potato soup in the, in the, in J one line. I will say I'm probably potato soup in J1 line because I just don't feel I don't feel comfortable with a thunder um, rolling up into a cap because those sides are so soft and and the torpedo belt's not that great either. I mean, it's just like it's suicide. I mean, you got to pick and choose your your moment of you know your your moment. You, you got to play smart with it, but you can do it. Cyber and I do it all the time. Like, hey, man, all right, you ready? Yeah, we'll slip a switch, go AP, and then we'll charge right in. Yep. Yeah, you got so to be willing to give up your rear turrets and bow with the, the four guns you got up front and ignore the ones in the back because if you start turning to get those other four guns on, you're opening up and you're going to get destroyed. You want to make sure that you bow in as much as you can. Now, they're going to hit you. They're going to beat you up. Hopefully, you've still got some heals left. You can you can recover from some of that and be able to dish out a lot of punishment on the way. You guys take me out some night, and let's do that, because I always die like a bitch when <laughs> I try to rush the cat. All right, let's wrap up. Let's go with some parting shots. Let's start with KJ. Uh, I don't really have much this week. Um, as always, be safe. Uh, take it easy. Um, don't worry about burnout. It's going to happen to all of us at some point. I mean, between with my work schedule, I don't get to get on nearly as much as I'd like. But, you know, eventually I'll get back at it. Uh, 
but yeah, that's really, I don't have much. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm just too tired. <laughs> All right, Amanda, what do you got? My quick parting shot. Hey, Wargaming, you know, great job on all the new content and stuff coming out. We love it. Who does not like new content, you know? Um, but let's not forget some of the maps. Like, we've been playing on some of these maps for a long time. Let's let's not forget some of the basic core of the game and, and get some new maps and some maybe some different map modes. So, so don't forget about the basic core game as well as the new stuff. Uh, new stuff attracts the, you know, your longtime players and the core game, you know, attracts the, the newer players. And, and then my second shout out is going to be to our second party shot will be out to uh, walrus. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate your comments coming in and uh, I don't have any names this week. I, I neglected to, to pick up some names. And so I'll, I'll make it up for some, some great names next week. And that's my party shot. So speaking of, Maps, does that mean they have to make uh, ocean more um, prevalent in the rotation? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to see more ocean. Ocean with epicenter. There we go. Mm, yeah. <laughs> or um, they need to. Um, oh my God. Okay, make I'm different, make different maps. They need to make more maps, but they're just ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sock parting shots. <laughs> That was my parting shot. Oh, okay. All right, Nimitz, your parting shot. My parting shot is, first off, I want to say I'm glad to be back. Uh, thanks for uh, to Walrus for the input. And uh, for you DD drivers out there, if you don't have a Euro DD yet, you're missing out, fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to piggyback a little bit. With what uh, KJ said, the uh, the burnout. You know, everybody has it, but here's the thought. If you're getting burned out of the game, ask yourself why. Is it something that you're bored with? Is it just something you're not having fun anymore? You know, ask yourself those questions. Do you have an inactive clan that you're with? Maybe it's a good time to jump over, you know, drop into somebody's active Discord. Maybe check them out. Could be us. Could be somebody else. Div up with some people. We've got a whole lobby full of people, it seems like, no matter what time. Stop by, check them out, div up, and who knows? Maybe you want to join the clan and you find you really like it here. Maybe that's enough to get you through the burnout phase. Maybe it isn't, but it, it's it's certainly worth trying. Maybe that's something to think about. Uh, you can pick us up on just about every uh, podcast medium these days now. And uh, once again, we are available on YouTube as well. We are not, however, th shooting video just yet. We're we're still working out some bugs with, with that. And maybe future episodes we'll be able to have that. But but uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in again. And thanks to the chat room. Uh, it was uh, nice to see people in there and interacting with us tonight. So have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.